0: Well, it's that time again, it's time for Free The Geek FM. G'day, and welcome to another episode of Free The Geek. This one, I'm going to be doing it all on my own, there's not going to be a guest, partly because I had some technical difficulties during my interview attempt with Stefan Hochdurfer last week. We're having another attempt at the interview tomorrow. I I hope it'll be okay. So, given that, I I don't have any guests lined up for this episode, so it's just going to be me. Given that, we're going to be doing it a bit shorter than normal. It's going to be just myself for, say, about half an hour, as opposed to the sort of 45 minutes to an hour session that I I usually have in the show. I hope you're fine with that. I'm looking forward to just a bit of... What do you call it? Freestyling? Sorry, I'm, I'm not a rapper or anything. But given that it's going to be freestyling, there's still a couple of things I want to talk about. And one, or well, the first one, is, is changing directions. And it's something that I've been mindful of because the show, you know, the strap line of the show is clearly indicates or makes mention of, of freelancing, freelancing technical, freelance technical writing, freelance software development. But it looks like at least for, say, four out of the five days of the week, I won't be freelancing anymore. I'll be in full-time employment. And it's kind of, it's been weighing on my mind a bit as to how that impacts me. And as a result, how authentic I'll be in in creating content for the show going forward. Because I guess I've really presented it as help, you know, one freelancer to another sort of thing. So I've, I've been doing a lot of thinking about it and I'm continuing to do. And I'm, and I'm thinking that I'm going to change the strap line of the show a bit. Exactly how... I'm not sure, but I think, I think it's, it's only fair to do a slight pivot, given that I want to continue to be authentic in the information that I give, the advice that I provide and, and the topics that we cover. So as I know more, I'll definitely keep letting you know, I, I I wouldn't say it's going to be a dramatic pivot, probably just sort of slight. I, I'm having this leaning, I think we're going to go more towards talking tech, um, a little bit sort of less specific emphasis on freelancing and sort of go a bit more broadly, perhaps looking at, you know, how to, how developers can get more options and have more options in their career, a bit more career diversity, variety and success and so forth. And But I'm I'm, I'm still thinking about that in my head. So as it gets more specific, I'll have more here on the show, but keep an eye on the mailing list. If you're not on the mailing list, I really encourage you to hop on. I think it's a good fun chat that we have quite regularly after every episode. If you're not sure how to sign up, main page of freethegeek.fm and you'll find a big form that says basically stick your details in here. So I encourage you to hop on the mailing list. It's good fun to be there. And also, as well as on the mailing list and here on the show, I was sending tweets out a bit more often to, to sort of, you know, I guess sort of give ideas out that I've been thinking about, seek your feedback and seek your input. Because it's important to me, you know, you give your time to listen to the show. So... I hope that you'd want to have input in where it's going. So hey, if you have thoughts already based on what I've just said, just drop some thoughts in a tweet. Just tweet me any given time. I'm usually always there. When my little two-year-old's not getting me up in the middle of the night. But that's another story for another time. Anyway, the next topic that I want to talk about, it's just briefly, is that PHP World is right around the corner. If you're not familiar with PHP World, it is organized by the good folks at PHP Architect Magazine, otherwise known as Musketeers.me. I'm going to be giving two talks there. These will be my first. So in one foul swoop, I'm going to become an international public speaker. Sounds pretty lofty, doesn't it? International, because I'll be an Australian giving it in the United States. I'll be giving two talks and all of this for the first time. So there's a a little bit of nerves that I've got going into this because, you know, I've, I've never done it before. and It's like anything new, whether it's learning to drive a car, ride a bike... Whatever, you know, first time, you, there's still that sort of sense of uncertainty as to how it might pan out, though I do P- Toastmasters uh, as, as often as I can, so it's not as though I have no public speaking experience, and even here on the show, you know, it gives a, a lot of opportunity to think on your feet and to plan things out and so forth, so I hope it's going to go well, I, I hope that I don't get up on stage and sort of feel like a bit of a deer in the headlights and just have all my, my, my practice and rehearsing and preparation go out the window i don't expect that it will but hey it's just there's always possible and i'm just expressing a sense of nerves anyway that expressed if you're interested if you're going to be there these are two talks these are my first talk will be in the afternoon on day two which i believe is the 19th of this month and that talk will be on promoting sorry on using promotion and documentation to give open source projects as good a chance of success as possible And the second talk will be on the morning of day three, which is the 20th. And that'll be on using Zendb SQL to generate almost hassle-free SQL, whatever your project is. So if any of those take your fancy, please, oh, sorry, and you're going to the conference, please turn up to my talks. Be gentle. First time speaker. All right. So on to the main topic of the evening. Now, this is a bit of a weird one to talk about because... Being the kind of person I am and the kind of personality I have, I'm always a little reluctant to be too honest about things. But given that I'm almost 40, perhaps it's time I get over that. So I'm going to go on a bit of a limb and I'm going to be kind of more honest with you or more relaxed about being honest with you than I might likely have been up until this point in time. Anyway, you might see why I'm kind of a bit reserved at first in just a second. So anyway, here's to my story. And it's about, and the moral of the story, and maybe I should leave this to the end, but I won't, I'll say it up front, is to, or is about challenging preconceptions, especially about people, and the ones you make up in your own mind, and, and not assuming that things are necessarily how you thought them to be, and the opportunity that that brings. Anyway, so here's what happened. It was a couple of weeks ago now, and I, I was doing my sort of semi-regular check social media, and one of the social media channels I was checking was LinkedIn. And I see this, I, I think it's the endorsements they give, you know, you, when you hop on LinkedIn, you'll see one of your um, connections and a list, anywhere up to about, say, five or six of the, the skills that they've listed as being proficient in, and saying, do you wish to endorse blah for these skills? And you can say yes or no, or move on. Anyway, so I got one of these from an old boss of mine, and I was a little surprised, I was a little taken back, taken aback even. Because whilst we were connections on LinkedIn, I had the impression when I left the company that it wasn't necessarily on on the best of terms. But here he is, and he and he sort of he endorses my skills, and I was I, I admit I was I was pretty chuffed because I'd always liked him as a, as a person. If he's listening, I think you know who you are, and I, I genuinely mean that. I, you know, I always sort of always liked him. he's, yeah, he's a good bloke. But given how it ended, and I'll just say that my ex-manager and I didn't necessarily see eye to eye on a lot of things. So I thought the impression, sorry, my impression was that my ex-manager's perception of me, shall we say, was shared by everybody. Turns out it may only have been his, and he may not have been too honest with everybody else. So anyway, I'm sitting there after I've received this LinkedIn endorsement from my ex-boss, and I think, well... You know, it's been, oh, four or five years since then, you know, a lot of water under the bridge. I'll just say hi,
1: you know, and I'll see how
0: he's doing, wish him well and and so on. and you know, All quite genuine, quite um, truly meant. So I, you know, I opened up a, a LinkedIn, the, the LinkedIn mail window and, you know, I was like, you know, g'day mate. Okay. I wasn't quite that informal. I'm just being informal because, you know, we're on the show here. And I was like, you know, thanks very much for the endorsement. I really appreciate um, that you do that for me. Um, I hope you're well. I hope you know yourself and the family and are well, and the business is going well. If there's anything I can do for you, just just give me a shout. And and I left it at that. You know, nothing too detailed, nothing too touchy feely. Well, uh, sure enough, he gets in touch. Um, I think it would have been perhaps ooh easy within about three hours, and he's, and he he wrote words to the effect of. You know, it's excellent timing or fortuitous timing that um, you email me so quickly because I have a project which might be just right up your alley. And I was sitting there and I'm thinking, this is truly bizarre because um, I, I was convinced that, you know, they never wanted to talk to me again. I, I'd really built up this, ne- this such such a negative impression in my mind. I'm, I'm more the romantic versus the practical um, uh, realist as my sister always, always reassured me. So I kind of built up this idea that you know, quite, quite a negative one, and here he's saying, you know, well, if you have a job, sorry, we're, we're looking for someone with your skills. And I thought, oh, okay, let's just take this a piece at a time. And I said, sure. So you know, I, I got got in touch with him, or oh, sorry, we can we continued the conversation further. And sure enough, you know, he'd moved on to a, a new venture from the business that um, he'd previously employed me for. And you know, they were it was kind of quite in the early stages, sort of business wise. It had been you know quite well and truly. Uh, planned out and, and was progressing quite strongly, but on the technical side, you know, it was it was still coming along. And I mean, technical with respect to the application they needed to to work in with um, their clients and so forth. And I was a bit tenuous, thinking, ah, you know, is this for real? Is this is this absolutely genuine? I just I just couldn't shake this feeling that perhaps he was just pulling my leg. But then I thought, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a quite a successful business man. I can only suspect he's actually made quite a lot of money. Why would he waste his time like this? And so I started to believe more and more and more. And anyway, well, fast forward that over the last, oh, I guess about three weeks now, you know, the the project is real, by the way. And we've been working on it and planning it out. And it's been progressing. I've been developing it um, solidly with the capacity that I have um, available each day. And it's, it's turning out to be a very, very satisfying project. Big plug for Zend Expressive big plug and Zen Framework 3. And so anyway, I I won't kind of yammer on about my own feelings there, except to say that I I think we we, we, we can fall into the habit of building impressions in our mind that we started based on what we saw, what we thought we saw, and what we think other people think of us. And that becomes our reality. But we don't necessarily actually stop to ask other people what they thought. We don't stop to kind of validate that and see if it was just all in our own heads. And as a result, we can miss out on a lot because I think we can shut ourselves off um, from experiences and opportunities because of these preconceptions, because of these ideas. And it's something that maybe it's just me doing it. maybe everybody else doesn't do it and they're more kind of, I guess, really in touch with reality than what I am. But for what it's worth, in case this is something that you do, um, I I just want to put out the challenge because in the same moment, I'm challenging myself to do this is to periodically check your preconceptions, to check your assumptions about people, about things, about life in general, and just see if it's actually real or see if you've made like a grand mistake with it. And if you did, change it. Now I don't necessarily have specifics on how you could do that. I'm just want to challenge you to do it. And so doing challenge it myself. But I think it's important because I think with with so much going on every day and so many uh, so much information coming at us from all sides and all times and, and mobile is used first thing in the morning and last thing at night. I I think it can be easy despite all the opportunity to, to be connected to people that we can actually get out of touch with people. So if you find that you have, you know, that you've made on this too, I hope this week, even if just for half an hour, you'll stop and perhaps even ring the person up, perhaps even get in touch with them like I did. And you know, see if your preconception was wrong. Okay, with that said, and that honesty out of the way, the next thing I want to talk about is a handy piece of equipment which I have bought for use at PHP World. The reason why is because I've been chatting with a number of people, including Adam Culp and Cal Evans and and so on, and there seems to be, I believe, an enormous opportunity to interview people, talk with them, have little impromptu fireside chats, more than I I think I'm probably going to have for quite some time afterwards. And so I thought to myself, well, you know, I I can't take my microphone because it's it's a front address. Sorry, it's a side address microphone. And it also has a cardioid pickup pattern. If you're not a sound engineer or audio engineer or just a bit of a podcasting microphone nut, what that means is, is that I can put this down in the middle of the table and I'll sound brilliant. Anybody else who I'm talking to won't. And if I held it and moved it to them, moved it back to me, moved it to them, move it back to me. Besides being annoying, the sound quality is probably going to be a bit questionable. And Adam Culp and I have had this kind of a bit of an informal sort of competition, if you will, or at least that's the way I'm kind of thinking it's going. G'day, Adam. And so I thought to myself, well, you know, I can't let the home side down. So I thought, you know, I I thought about buying this this bit of equipment for a while, and especially in when i was getting set up i I did a lot of reading on podcast answer man by cliff ravenscraft and he recommended this bit of equipment called the roland r05 wave mp3 recorder and it's this little it's this little recorder with a built-in i think it's a built-in condenser microphone that can sit almost well it's just comfortably in your hand It it would almost fit into the palm of your hand and it costs 172 euros on amazon DE. And it truly is this amazing, funky little recorder. Now, at this point, you might be thinking, Matt, you have an iPhone, yes? Why not just use that? And, to be fair, uh, my interview on Voices of the Elephant with with Cal Evans was recorded on an iPhone, and I think the quality was perfectly fine. But, to give a long story short, I'm becoming, I'm I'm, I'm a bit surprised, I'm finding that I'm becoming increasingly a bit of an audio nut. And I think you know, I'm doing this podcast, I want it to sound as good as it can. Partly because I had so many troubles at all to start. And I just wanted to, you know, to do well. And I figured, well, this is my thing. This is what I love doing. Um, and I figure it's a justifiable expense. It's not some random kind of, yeah, what the hell, I'll probably use it once. I'm I'm really confident that I'm going to use this thing more often than not. So anyway, I took Cliff's advice because he recommends the Roland R05 quite strongly for podcasting on the go. You know, it's, it's a, a light, sturdy, durable piece of equipment and i bought it and i'll just give you a bit of a rundown i'll have a link to this in the show notes as well as to cliff and various other things that i I mentioned just now and it's a little recorder it has on the top right hand side it has a peak monitor so you know if you're exceeding uh if your audio is getting uh hitting the peaks and it's being cut off it records in mp3 and wave at varying quality levels such as 44.1 kilohertz 48.4 kilohertz and so on um, it has different different uh, was it bit depths of uh, I think it's was it 8, 16, 24 and so forth bit. Um, it has an uh, included reverb mode, you can adjust the speed, you can do a rehearsal. It comes with a four gigabyte uh, SD memory card. You can set you can change the mic between low and high um, level of gain. You can you've got an inbuilt limiter and low cut. I don't know what a low cut is and limiter I'm only vaguely sure of. So anyway, I just wanted to blag about that for a second to say, I'm I'm really glad that I stumped up the money. I'm really, really looking forward to the opportunities at PHP World to just sort of grab somebody, not physically obviously, and just say, hey, uh, you know, I'd love to have a chat with you. Can you come sit with me for 10, 15 minutes and get there, you know, and, and have real a whole lot of little impromptu fireside chats with them, which I'll then obviously be including in the show over the coming weeks. I'm not exactly sure how this is gonna go, because this is a lot of thought to my own head but I'm doing it cuz I want to get out of my shell and just and just keep getting to know people as you you know you really should do at conferences. So if over the coming weeks you see whole sorts of random names or just sorry just a whole collection of names for the podcast don't be surprised. I don't know. I don't have any plans for guests exactly, but I think it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So I'm hoping that there'll be a lot to share with you. One thing I can say for sure though And I'm going to be putting it up in the notes as I get them ready for this show tomorrow. And that is that I'm really looking forward to having a fireside chat with the entire Musketeers Me PHPR Architect team. And that's Kevin, Eli, Oscar, and Sandy. If any of you are listening, I really, really am excited that they said yes so quickly and have, I believe, put aside a little space where we can have the chat. So I don't know how that talk is going to unfold. Sorry, that fireside chat's going to unfold. But I reckon, you know, with four people plus little on me, it's going to be freaking awesome. It's really going to be cool. I'm also really, really looking forward to having a fireside chat, a combined kind of chat uh, with Adam Cult, which I'm guessing will turn up on both our podcasts. Once again, I, I really don't know how that way that's going to go, what we're going to talk about, but I think it's going to be a whole, whole stack load of fun. So definitely keep an eye out about that. I'll obviously be updating... Free the Geek FM with upcoming episodes as to when and, and what we've discussed and all those sorts of things. So so please keep an ear out for it. I'm just, I'm like childishly excited. It's like a kid the night before Christmas. It's so cool. Then what else? Um, I think there were other people who I, we've sort of teed up things kind of informally as well. So anyway, that's that's my sense of kind of childish, eff, uh, effervescent excitement coming through there. And one last thing I, I want to finish up, and I, I don't think I'm going to make, say, half an hour, 45 minutes And that is, I'm excited to be back blogging again on masterzenframework.com, which is my main blog. And the reason why is that I've gotten into, I've started getting into all things Zen Framework 3 after quite quite a long layoff on the site. If you're not familiar with masterzenframework.com, it's a blog that I've run for, I think about three years now, which started off as a very general blog, which became Zen Framework specifically focused. And I was committed to doing that. I think I, I was putting out a post about every week. For I think at least a solid two and a half years, if not the full three years, and then I, I think it's one of those things, you know, like I was I was doing because I was I was just into Zen Framework one and the Zen Framework two, and whilst I didn't necessarily use either of those in any of my jobs or very rarely, it was just still something I was very passionate about, and it was my way of giving back to the community because I'm not a contributor on those projects, despite the fact I should be. But over the course of time, I. I I, I guess I became disillusioned. I became uncertain as to whether anybody was really interested, whether it was really of any sense of value to people. So progressively, I the post became further and further apart. My enthusiasm waned more and more, and it just it, it kind of felt like a bit of a joke. It just kind of felt pointless to keep doing it because I felt like I was just half-assed about it and, and just putting out stuff just to have something to say. And so I stopped, and I didn't say anything about it. And the blog just sat there, and despite the fact that traffic sort of continued quite nicely, and I kind of wanted to get back into it. I, I wanted to, to to build it up again. I, I wanted to want it. You know that that phrase: you want to want something, but you just can't quite bring yourself to do it. And I spent a lot of time increasingly using Slim because you know like Zen Framework Two and the projects that I I created with it were built on the ZF Two skeleton, and so the the big MVC, full MVC stack kind of approach, and that was kind of fine, but it felt like like an enormous amount of overhead. And it just sort of felt like it was just too much, you know, like uh, there was so many things to configure and it's fantastic, but there was just so much to do. And, and I kind of dropped it in f- in favor of Slim 2 um, after looking around a number of options such as Silex and Illumin and, and so forth. Um, and I really came to absolutely love this micro framework approach where you only use just as much as you needed. And I really understood this advice from Marco Pavetta and Gary Hocken when they said, no, look... There should only be a very limited amount of things in a framework itself. Anything else should be extra. And I really came to understand that because, you know, you can create apps which are so light and so effective and so fast. I blogged about that. Big plug for that post, which I'll link to in the show notes, of course. And I thought to myself, if Zen Framework 3 had that in it, I could be back in and doing it. Sure enough, obviously, I'd, I'd been out of the loop for quite some time and didn't appreciate that in Zen Framework 3, one of the key components is a component called Zend Expressive. Now, I wrote a post about this recently, but I'll just I'll sum this up to say, in effect, what, it can, what Expressive is, is that it's a PSR7 middleware framework that effectively allows you to build micro-framework style applications using Zen Framework components, spe- specifically Zen Framework 3. So anyway, the project that I was talking about with my ex-boss... I thought to myself, okay, I, I'm going to give this a go. I I really want to give Zen Framework a, a full punt in something that I do. And if it's on a, a greenfield project, then that'll be brilliant as well. So I did a quick bit of research and I'm thinking, wait a second. This is actually really, really cool. This is light. This is flexible. You can put middleware in there. So this application could be kind of almost anything um, in the extreme of flexible to create. Let's do this. So. I've mapped out the project and I've designed it and, and done sort of a basic sense of, um, basic amount of discovery and, and architecture. And I've gotten into creating it. And the more I have gotten in to using Zen Expressive, I've, I'm dead set to say that it is, as the name implies, it is a very expressive way of creating an application. It's sort of, if you imagine, it's, it's kind of like all the power of the Zen Framework libraries in a micro framework. And I can't plug it enough. I'm really excited to be using it. I'm really excited to be sort of back in the proverbial Zen framework fold. I mean, there are so many extremely talented and experienced people behind all the libraries that, you know, I I can't help but sort of feel a great sense of trust about where it's going. And it's a really exciting time. The reason I'm saying this is is mainly I'm just sharing my excitement for the library. And I'm just geeking it up here on this episode where I have the opportunity to, to do a free for all. So if you have a chance to check out Zen Expressive, if you are a dev like me, I hope that you'll Have a look. I hope that you'll consider it. I will link to my intro post series, which started last week on MasterZenFramework.com and finishes up this week, today even. And it's something I'm really excited to be into. Anyway, I think at this stage I've gone on long enough. I want to say thank you once again for listening to me free will it this evening. It is an evening as I sit here recording this. Thank you very much for, for listening in again, even though I don't have any guests on. If you have some time, I would love to know what you think and I'd love to get an iTunes rating from you and also maybe some commentary just to to know what you think about the show what you you think of it how you think it's going and if nothing else you know even if it's just a rating that helps me know what you think of the show and and where I can improve and how I can improve and just know that the show resonates with people so if you have, if you have a time free forward slash iTunes please go there please give me a rating and let me know what you think and anyway, in the next episode of Free the Geek FM, I have my interview with Stefan with Hochstufer, and then in the episodes to follow, I'll be having my fireside chat with all of the Musketeers.me team, with Adam Culp, and so many more people I am yet to meet at PHP World. I will see you again in the next episode, which will be episode 10.